What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies Tar and You People. First, let's talk about Tar. Here's a quick synopsis. Lydia Tar is a renowned composer whose obsession with keeping her power and control is putting her at risk of losing it. The film stars Kate Blanchett, Nina Haas, Nomei Marlant, Sophie Coward, Julian Glover, and Mark Strong standout performances. Before this movie came out, Kate Blanchett was already considered by many to be the best actress of her generation and one of the best actresses of all time. Blanchett has received seven Oscar nominations before this movie for 1998's Elizabeth, 2004's The Aviator, 2006's Notes on a Scandal, I'm Not There, and Elizabeth the Golden Age, both in 2007, Blue Jasmine in 2013, and Carol in 2015, winning twice for The Aviator and Blue Jasmine. For Tar, she's been nominated for her eighth Oscar Oscar nomination, and it's hard to imagine anyone else pulling off this performance in Tar. Blanchett has such a commanding presence on screen, she can completely take over any movie she's in. Tar, for me, is a top three Cape Blanchett performance. The three, in no particular order, are Blue Jasmine, Carol, and Tar. These are the films that show Blanchett's greatness. She really should have won an Oscar for Carol. That's a film that is only growing in stature over time. Tar, I would describe as a super intense and immersive performance, and right from the jump, you know you are watching something special. The first time I saw actress Nina Haas was in the hit Showtime series Homeland, and I was super impressed by her. In Tar, she is playing Lydia Tar's wife, who also works with her. A lot of people thought Haas should have received an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actress, and after watching the movie, it's hard to argue. She goes toe-to-toe with the Best Actress working right now in Cape Blanchett. Tar is director Todd Fields' first movie in 16 years. His previous films, In the Bedroom, starring Sissy Spacek, Tom Wilkinson, and Marissa Tomei, and Little Children, starring Kate Winslet, Jennifer Conley, and Jagal Earl Haley, are both highly regarded films. There really are two different types of filmmakers working today. There are working directors, like a Steven Spielberg, who goes from movie to movie in the studio system, and he makes great movies, but he is making movies all of the time. And then there are auteurs, like a Todd Field, who only makes a movie when he finds it necessary. And maybe he's had a ton of movies that he was trying to make that just didn't go off the ground, but he seems to be incredibly picky when it comes to the movies he makes. You can say that Todd Field is kind of like the Daniel Day-Lewis of directors. He doesn't have a lot of movies, but the ones he has made are astonishing. I mean, I just watched Little Children and was blown away by that movie. He really unlocked Patrick Wilson in that movie in particular. I mean, Wilson has only been as good since in that episode of Girls and Jason Reitman's Young Adult. Now, it's impossible to watch the movie Tar and not connected to the current cancel culture we all believe we're living in. And what's interesting is you can come to different conclusions to what it's saying about that. Here's where I'm at. The film depicts how someone with power, fame, and control loses it, but just seems fine when it's all over. Where she's at in life, it feels like Fields is saying all the things that we take away from someone to, quote, cancel them don't matter at all. These people, like Lydia Tarr, will keep on living their lives and doing the thing they are good at, no matter if you give them public recognition or not. At least that's how I'm taking the movie. I'm sure so many other people are 
are seeing it differently. I'm sure you can watch that movie and say Lydia Tarr lost everything. She lost who she was as a person. But I think what Todd Field is saying that she had already lost who she was as a person. There's that scene when her brother tells her basically that he doesn't even know who she is anymore. So you could say everything that she gained was unimportant in the first place. So you took everything that wasn't making her a real person. You almost made her a real person again. Like the idea of taking away fame and success isn't all that important. That's at least how I have taken the movie Tar. I'm not sure if I'm right. Again, you can take this movie in so many ways. Some people will say she lost everything. I would say that she almost gained everything back. She became a real person again by the end of the film. The way I took it is the movie is saying that everything that Lydia Tar loses by the end of the movie did not matter in the first place. And I think that's a powerful message that I kind of agree with. I mean, we're canceling these people. Yes, they are making way less money. Yes, they are being way less famous. But I think you're almost turning them back to real life human beings. That somebody like Lydia Tarr should not have been so obsessed with fame and making herself look like a master. She should have just cared about the music. That's the only thing that matters. And by the end of the movie, she's just peacefully working on music, no matter how famous or recognized she is. Put it simply that Lydia Tarr was not being who she really was in the first place, and by the end of the movie, she's being more of who she really is. Watching this movie and this performance by Blanchett reminded me of Damien Chazelle's Whiplash. That's a movie about an obsessive teacher and J.K. Simmons who is way too harsh on his students, and you see those same similar things from Kate Blanchett in this movie, although she is somebody who has achieved greatness and is obsessed with keeping her status. Oscar chances. The movie received Oscar nominations for Best Leading Actress, Best Original Screenplay, Best Cinematography, Best Editing, Best Director, and Best Picture. I think the one lock here is Blanchett winning for Best Actress. It does not matter that she's already won twice. Frances McDormand recently won her third Oscar for Nomadland, and it would be a well-deserved victory for Blanchett. I don't see the movie winning Best Picture. Field could win Best Screenplay here. I mean, there's a lot here with the plot. It's a very well-structured movie. Overall, Tar is a movie about a current topic that doesn't feel forced, and there are many ways to interpret the movie. Again, some will say Tar lost everything. Some will say she didn't. It's a film with such a specific tone. It's an impressive movie. That's something that I think is the strength of Todd Field as a director. These specific tones. I mean, Little Children has such a specific tone that every performance matches, and you can say the exact same thing about Tar. I really hope this movie does well at the Oscars, though there has been some weird backlash towards Kate Blanchett, because after receiving a Critics' Choice Awards for this performance, she called out awards in general, and a lot of people are taking that the wrong way because she's somebody who's already won two Oscars. Why wasn't she calling out the Oscars in the awards circuit before now? Why now, after being a winner, are you saying that these things are bad for the culture or bad for movie making? And I think this I don't care attitude will actually help her win the Oscar. Remember when Frances McDormand won for Nomadland and she was basically saying, give it to anyone else but me, and the Academy still gave it to her. It does not matter what these people say. It matters about the work they did in this movie. Kate Blanchett will win the Oscar for Best Leading Actress for her performance in Tar, no matter what she says about
about awards. Let's switch gears and talk about the movie You People. Here's a quick synopsis. Ezra becomes engaged to his girlfriend Amira and the two struggle with the cultural differences between their two families. The film stars Jonah Hill, Lauren London, Eddie Murphy, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, David Duchovny, Nia Long, Sam Jay, and Mike Epps. Standout performances. I grew up seeing Jonah Hill in comedic roles in the movies Accepted, Knocked Up, Super Bad, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, but then he began to pivot to dramas with Cyrus, directed by the Duplass brothers, Moneyball from Bennett Miller, and The Wolf of Wall Street from Martin Scorsese, and received two Oscar nominations for Moneyball and The Wolf of Wall Street. The last two years, Hill has gone back to being funny Jonah Hill, and I don't think it's worked. I didn't care for him in Adam McKay's Don't Look Up, and in You People, again, I did not find him funny at all. The last time I thought he was laughed out loud hilarious was in the 21 Jump Street films. What I want from Hill as a performer is more dramatic work. I loved his performance in Gus Van Sant's Don't Worry He Won't Get Far on Foot. In comedies, Hill has been reduced to the guy with one-liners. And I also think it has to be said that his successful comedies were made by Seth Rogen and Judd Apatow. I mean, You People was made by Kenya Barris, who I think is a funny creator. I mean, he made that show blackish, but he's not on Seth Rogen's or Judd Apatow's level. It's also hard to believe that Jonah Hill is a co-writer of this movie. That's a little shocking, given how much I really didn't care for it. I will say I really enjoyed Jonah Hill's documentary about his therapist, Stutz, which is on Netflix right now. Eddie Murphy was far and away the biggest star on the planet in the 80s due to the comedies 48 Hours, Trading Places, and Coming to America. Also with his stand-up, and in recent years, he has had a resurgence. He was great in Dolomite Is My Name. Probably should have been nominated for an Oscar for that performance. Then he starred in the sequel to Coming to America, and he's absolutely the best thing about you people. He's still so effortlessly funny and gives the only effective performance in the movie. The film needed more scenes between him and comedian Mike Epps, who plays Murphy's brother. Murphy is next going to star in Beverly Hills Cop, Axel Foley. Now, this is kind of funny because it sounds like that Eddie Murphy just wants this movie to be like Top Gun Maverick, for it to revive a franchise, for it to be named after the main character. Who knows if it will be as effective? This movie does have a really good cast. The movie has Kevin Bacon in it with Eddie Murphy, along with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. My takeaway from you people is the movie is trying too hard to make social commentary that ignores character development. Julia Louis-Dreyfus, for example, is playing an avatar for all older white women, but nothing about the character herself is unique. Dreyfus is, of course, arguably the greatest comedic actress of all time, so she can still make something funny out of it, but I think her character did her a disservice in the movie. It's just not that funny of a movie. The characters in You People do not talk like real people, and at points are playing lazy stereotypes, even when the movie makes a valid, interesting observation, it ruins it with a cheap joke. I can't imagine anyone who has been in an interracial relationship relating to this movie at all. The biggest problem being they bring in all of these social conflicts only for the final outcome to be lazy and done a thousand times before in other movies. You People is just a showcase at all of the problems of making a big comedy movie nowadays. These movies just don't know how to relate to actual real life anymore. I mean, they just do lazy things 
by making the main character a podcast host because of a lot of us know about podcasts. I mean, it's just lazy all around. My other observation, which I think is really scary, is this movie has some of the funniest people I have ever seen on screen. Jonah Hill was hilarious and super bad. Eddie Murphy is arguably one of the five funniest people to ever walk the earth, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus, like I said, is arguably the funniest comedic actors of all time, yet this movie is not funny. And part of it has to be like the people who made this movie thought that they could not talk about this topic in an earnest way, that they just make the observations, they make the lazy jokes, and then they move on to the next scene. Comedy movies nowadays are trying so hard not to offend anyone that they're not even funny anymore. And I do honestly believe there's a better way to go about these kinds of topics. You don't need to be so in your face about what the movie is about. At the end of the day, I just want to know why does this have to be the movie you want to make? Why does it have to be about this topic? If you're going to go at it from this standpoint, I just don't understand making the movie at all. What am I supposed to get from the movie, you people? I don't know. I didn't think it was very funny. I didn't think it said anything new about being in an interracial relationship. I just didn't think there was anything there. My biggest problem really was the ending because you could just see it coming that it was about the parents bringing the couple back together. That is so lazy about a movie like this. They didn't really fix anything. The character just went away, had one scene, and then realized it was their faults. That is so lazy. That's my biggest problem about this movie is, is its laziness. For a while now, I felt bad about the state of comedies because I grew up with the Jim Carrey's, the Adam Sandler's, the Will Ferrell's, and they were dominating. Ben Stiller had a movie every year that were hits. That was the genre I grew up on. I have seen way more comedies than any other genre, and it's not even close. These were the movies that dominated my times. Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson, there were so many people. Vince Vaughn was the king of comedy. Right now, we do not have a king of comedy, and a lot of the great comedic people of that time period have moved on to dramas. Adam Sandler is doing more dramas than ever. Steve Carell now mostly does dramatic work, and the directors as well. Adam McKay is doing dramas. Todd Phillips, the director of that time, is doing drama. The Farley brothers are doing dramas. Seth Rogen is doing dramatic acting in a movie like The Fablemans. All of these great comedic people have moved on from dramas, and I think what comedy has done is self-inflicted. They don't know how to make a comedy anymore because they don't know how to tackle the issues of today. I've also heard this excuse a lot, that comedies are not doing well because you're seeing them at home and you're not with an audience. I would not have laughed at you people if I had seen it with an audience. It's not funny with an audience or without one. I just felt like it was a complete misfire on all levels because when the movie does bring up an interesting topic again, it just brushes it off with a lazy joke. I mean, there's a scene when Jonah Hill's character, Ezra, offers Laura London's character, his girlfriend slash fiance, an opportunity to get a better job and she fights against it. The movie does not focus on that nearly as long enough as they should have. That's an interesting topic slash idea that he has privilege that she does not have. Now that's an interesting movie. Just to point that out to get a cheap laugh is not good enough and that's all this movie does is it points out something that's real and then gets a cheap laugh out of it. And I gotta say this, I do not know what's going on with David 
Duchovny lately. I mean, I've never watched a minute of The X-Files, but he has now shown up in two of the worst comedies in recent years. He was in that Judd Apatow movie, The Bubble, and now he shows up in You People and barely does anything in the movie. What's going on with David Duchovny? Somebody get this guy some help because he is being in some really bad comedies right now. Overall, You People is another example as to why comedic movies are at an all-time low right now. It's because they don't know how to talk about real-life things anymore. They don't feel natural. It all feels forced. This movie feels forced and doesn't have anything real to say, and it's not funny enough to overcome that fact. I'll end on this because I think this is true. I think one of the reasons the comedies have not been doing well lately is because the genre is not moving forward. You People feels like a movie that could have came out in 2005, while other genres are elevating themselves. Look at horror movies right now. Horror movies are surprising audiences. They are getting something new and fresh seemingly every week. What was the last comedy you watched and was like, wow, this does not feel like any comedic movie I've ever seen. They all feel like movies we've all seen over and over again, and it's because these movies, like I said, dominated the era for the longest time. We all saw Ace Ventura. We all saw Dumb and Dumber. We all saw these movies over and over again. We know what comedic movies are like, and they have not changed enough to impress us, while other genres like horror and sci-fi have elevated their genres. Movies like you people are holding the genre of comedies back. And I don't know what can save it. It feels like the people who were once famous can't save it. I don't see Seth Rogen coming out with a movie that blows us all away. Uh, clearly, Jonah Hill can't be a part of the genre saving itself. Comedy needs a new face. It needs a new star. And there isn't a fresh new star. We have all the same old faces and they're stuck in the genre. Ben Stiller isn't coming back to save comedies. He's out here doing Severance. Jason Siegel has moved on. I just watched his show Shrinking. It's very good. Comedy needs a new superstar. There needs to be a new comedic movie star and I just don't see that happening anytime soon and until we get one, we're going to continue to get movies like You People that waste well-known stars like Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And I want to make this point straight. I'm not down on Jonah Hill. I'm a massive Jonah Hill fan. I was a big fan of his directorial debut mid-90s, he needs to make movies like that, not movies like you people. The only thing I take away from this movie is there should be a buddy comedy starring Eddie Murphy and Mike Epps right away. What's sad is we are living in a world where we want and need a comedy that thrive. The problem is we're just not getting one that deserves our attention. The quality of comedies are getting worse and worse. And I'm sure many people are going to watch this movie and blame Netflix. What are they supposed to do? Not make a movie that stars Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Of course they're going to make this movie. I've seen bad comedies recently in movie theaters. It's not Netflix's fault. Yes, streaming services are part of the problem because they don't make quality comedies anymore, but they're not the whole problem. The problem is more so social media. I think that's comedy's biggest problem. And I say that because this movie is trying to attract a younger audience. You can tell. I mean, they made the main character a podcaster. You should not be trying to connect to a younger audience because younger audiences have no reason to watch two-hour comedies anymore. They are on the internet all of the time. No 
your audience. I think that's part of the problem. Comedies are not doing well for young people or older people. They're not serving anyone anymore. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I highly recommend you check out the movie Tar. And next week on the podcast, I'm talking about the movies Bones and All, starring Timothy Chalamet and Taylor Russell, and All Quiet on the Western Front. So tune into that, and please rate, review, and subscribe. (laughs) 